back. Well, hello, everybody. Um, so this week we have a super interesting guest, somebody I've been chatting with for a while and uh, been following as their band has um, kind of come together. I think sort of uh, interesting timing, right? Like it came together um, leading into COVID. And so I saw them play, I think, maybe right it was probably December, I guess, and then they were going to play a show, or they did play a show in April, and, and I didn't go, unfortunately, and we talk about it a little bit, but uh, the rumors, amazing, super awesome, they just put a single out, I'll get to that in a second, what I did want to do, because I forgot to do it last week, is say thank you to our top patrons, because they keep the show going, and uh, you too can support us at patreon.com forward slash look what I did for as little as one dollar a month, um, I think I'm going to put this episode out as an uncut, uh, get the whole thing. Shane Lee and I sat around and kind of chatted for a while before and after the show. Um, and so, so there's some extra content there that I think is interesting, but, but let's take the patrons. So Kathy, Cindy, Brian, Chelsea, Jesse, Travis, Tyler, and Brian. Thank you. Um, so yeah, there's, there's some extra content there. Uh, I've still got one last time that Aaron and I sit down and chat, so that's going to come out um, soon, and uh, and then there's tons of other content as well, Un- unabridged episodes, uh, just little tidbits of things here and there, and, and continue to put more content on there, so definitely go check that out, and as well, go to instagram.com forward slash LWID project, and you can, you can follow us there, putting content up uh, regularly there as well, and... What is the other thing? Oh, and rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast player would uh, be extremely helpful. So those reviews go a long way. I'm proud to say the show has a five-star rating. I hope that we can continue to do that. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the main things. So that being said, this uh, this is Shanley, just a super wonderful guy. The band's amazing. I really love what they do. Um we, we talk about it all, so I guess there's no point in me sitting here and kind of rehashing the entire conversation, but uh, it was really fun. It's just fun to kind of sit around and talk about writing songs, um, what it takes to write songs, kind of the place that you're coming from with that, and, and a little bit about how the music scene has changed as well. And uh, definitely be sure to come back for our next episode after this as well, because it's a super special guest that I'm very excited about. Um, we get a chance to sit down and chat with... Uh, the on-set photographer for uh, Anthony Bourdain and Monster Garage and Forged in Fire and CNN. Uh, And it was super cool, awesome chance to sit and talk with him. But this week, this episode, the amazing Shane Lee Mulliken from The Rumors. Enjoy. Right, right. And so daughter's way of getting information is from this entirely agnostic source like right. and she doesn't know enough to like and apparently most people don't to source back right like right yeah, yeah where yeah. is this coming from yeah exactly like, whatever yeah. and so for her because depending on how you search something she's going to get something that says well it's flat for all these reasons right right like, yeah she of course know. yeah she's at the time 12 yeah and, and you're going to find what you're looking for yeah and you realize like mm-hmm. uh 
this is a really uphill and it's not that bad information hasn't always existed. It's always existed. Yeah. But it was generally controlled and we could go back and say that world book article was wrong. Here's the update to that thing and we're good to go. Mm -hmm. Right now you can't, you can't curate all of it. And so it just becomes this like unruly mess. And Mm -hmm. I just realize like the world they're walking into and it's just like, I don't. Yeah. It's yeah. It's unnerving. It's scary. Yeah. Lots of them. How many kids do you have? I have five. Oh man! Yeah, you don't look old enough to have five, or they're five, four, three, two, one. Well, <laughs> I've, so I've got um, my oldest. Uh, he just finished up his freshman year at OSU. Holy crap! Yeah, you, uh, kid, you were a teen dad. Yeah, I was actually. <laughs> I was thirteen years old. Like, I was, hey, I as think soon it as I could, I did. Yeah, I was not expecting that result. Who's ready? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, literally, I was, yeah, I was, a, I was a dad at a very young age. So, uh, yeah, so I've got five. And then uh, the rest of them are 12, 7, 4, and 2. Gotcha. So You have a, you have a solid spread. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do. They uh, they keep me young. I don't know. It's, it's such a cliche thing that people say. No, I mean, I think that's kids, probably but true. I think, I, think it, I mean, I think it, I don't know. Yeah, the one I don't know. College probably doesn't. They, yeah, <laughs> they keep me young, but they make me feel old. Right, young but more insane. Right. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. Like hanging out with my daughters, like okay, like you're how I'm staying current on music, right? Because I've definitely got to that point now where like, I actually I might save that for the show. Okay, yeah, save about, whatever like, you want to yeah, save. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So let's start with who you are and what you do. My name is Shane Lee Mulliken, and I'm in. A band called The Rumors. Which is the greatest name of all time. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> we talk about it all the time. <laughs> and that's, yeah, so that's that's what I do. I hope that's what I'm here for anyway. Yeah, I, well, I mean, unless you have a side gig is like a <sighs> deep sea treasure hunter, which Not, would be awesome. And I would call you I had to quit. I out. had to quit the deep sea treasure hunting bit. But you got out of that. Yeah, I did. It got... Uh, Found some alien artifacts. Navy told you you had to be yeah, quiet. I'm <laughs> not at liberty to... Oh, nice. Discuss. We've only had like three of those people on the show. This is very exciting. Seriously? Yeah. I probably know them. <laughs> they, were on, they were on my boat. My research vessel. One guy was CIA. That's a... Yeah, you have to have... Yeah, uh, there's a big aquatic section in the cia you'd be really surprised with talking dolphins and talking dolphins <laughs> lasers, lasers, on, on, their lasers on their heads yeah. yes <laughs> we had to go there um so like so i've seen you guys play once which was actually the first and so far only time i've been to backspace yeah yeah which yeah. is a cool venue and i hope has survived it is neat COVID. yeah i hope it will um i mean i've seen just like posts here and there you know of them trying to raise some money and stuff i, I do hope that they survive because it's it's one of those little um, uh, Fayetteville treasures, you know. Yeah. Um, that I think everybody just kind of has to play at, and it's it's fun, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. Uh, admittedly, when we first saw the place, uh, I was like, "Well, are we really gonna do this?" Like, because it's, it's, it's so small. I mean, yeah. it's 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 the size of a a living room, but I mean, that's that's the that's the allure of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the romantic you know part about it it's 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 just this like dark small little you know hole in the wall venue that ends up being um i think just something bigger than it really is Mm -hmm. um not to be too literal but 
I think just because of sort of like the lore that like surrounds it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. after the fact, it's, like it's a modern clunk. How long have you lived in Northwest Arkansas? Long enough to talk about clunk. Yeah. We could okay. talk about clunk. Yeah. yeah. So we will then now, um, because that's my era, right? Yeah. But yeah. Like, yeah. With mine too. Yeah. It has this, like everybody goes back and like mm-hmm. this show that happened that 9 million people apparently yeah. went to and that wasn't actually how right. many people it holds or, but like right. you did see modest mouse there. You did yeah. have a chance to see Avril Lavigne, I think played at one point, like, <laughs> you know, pinhead gunpowder before their green day. And like, there's all the, and yeah. I didn't see all these shows, but like I, I did get to see some, some amazing shows mm-hmm. with bands that you look back and you're like, yeah, I saw them in this like smaller venue, mm-hmm. intimate space. Yeah. Um, the shows we played there, you probably played there i'm assuming if you were around at that period of time. no but I, I saw plenty of shows there gotcha. uh we weren't no i mean any bands that i was in back then we weren't we weren't playing around then and then honestly um around that time i was probably like in between bands anyway so i was just watching Clunk a lot was of around music. for a while so you took a long hiatus if yeah uh, <laughs> no really like i i mean probably a good five years or so mm. you know what i mean from sort of high school to um like early twenties. Gotcha. You know, about, yeah. about the, about the time I became a father for the first time is like, that's, that's I when I have a band again and get out yeah, of the house. Yeah. 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 When so, can I be gone at night? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, that was, that was a break, but, um, I was still, yeah, I was still seeing plenty of bands and stuff and kind of still in the scene. Yeah. So still going to, um, JR's and stuff. Yep. Uh, great gosh. shows there too. That's another place that I think so like the Fayetteville's music scene <clears throat> and I've had a couple of people on the show that are able to talk about stuff even pre my time in the music scene. Right. Cause yeah. I, you kind of think of like mid nineties is when it really took off here. And then right. these other people are like 84 was the time. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, right. where? Like, what was yeah. that? Also, I was three. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just don't know. But, uh, I think backspace has that same kind of allure of like, mm-hmm. you know, let's say you guys blow up, like then you go back and you have the story of like, well, I remember the time I saw them in this like intimate, yeah. tiny little, yeah. like, you know, of course, like in the telling, it's going to change of like where it was and the size and how many yeah. people were actually there and right. you know whatever. But like, if you were one of the people there, you get to tell this cool story. Yeah. And I think the other side of it too is like, it's just a great place to cut your teeth. Like, yeah, I haven't played a live show in any meaningful sense mm-hmm. in 15 years. Right. Yeah. If I was to start a project, I'd go play back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's exactly. a limited audience. We get to run through the set. We can kind of mm-hmm. like see what expectations works. Yeah. See what doesn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah huge. Yeah. Like what's working, what's not working. Mm-hmm. And you've got to have those venues because especially starting out high school band or the college band, like yeah. I, it may have changed for us. There was no chance you were playing on Dixon street right. at 19 years old. If you didn't already yeah. have like a decent something under your belt. Right. right? So, or knew somebody. Yeah. But we we didn't you right know, we couldn't get on there even now i mean and, and even before you know uh, everything was shut down by covid we were already talking about wanting to go back eventually to just kind of like you know test out some stuff like test out some new material and see how it worked just because it i mean it's just fun it's just yeah. a place where like you know you don't have to have any sort of like expectations about the the atmosphere or or the crowd or anything like the people that show up i mean it it I mean, it has like like a lot of places it has like that built-in sort of crowd yeah and then of They're course it's like, gonna go every yeah, night because it's yeah. backspace and and you're gonna have you know your people who follow you around and stuff but yeah i mean we we had such a good time i mean all we were talking about is how 
we wanted to go back and just yeah. kind of try out some new stuff eventually at some point. And, and I, and I do, yeah, I hope that, um, I hope we get that opportunity. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I think the other thing you could use it for too, is like, um, if you're a band that is like you play George's all the time or you play yeah. some of the bigger venues, you can go into this space and you can do something kind of fun and different, right? Like mm-hmm. play an acoustic set or yeah. like, but it's yeah. a limited number of people that get a chance to be in like a very intimate space with you, mm-hmm. which some big bands do, right? Like you'll yeah. catch Foo Fighters in a random, yeah, some dive. tiny venue. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, yeah. Cause they're trying new material. They're goofing off. They just mm-hmm. want to have a relaxed show with no expectations, yeah. but you give the audience something that they really want. Mm-hmm. You support, port and kind of add to the lore of a venue that you needed coming up yeah. that other bands are going to need yeah, coming exactly. up. Like it, it, and you can set up with small amps and yeah. or, or just acoustic guitars or yeah. whatever. Like yeah. it can be easy and just give this kind of like gift back to the musical community and mm-hmm. like maybe like exercise muscles in a way you haven't done it before. Yeah. You know, like as you do that, but. And it, and it kind of does lend itself to some of that type B fun yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like at the moment that you might be going through some stuff because as a performer, like, of course, you're trying to, you know, do your best and sound your best and all that. But, you know, when you're going through it and the PA like craps out on you or some cable or something is giving you a hard time and it's just sounding like crap and, and you can't you can't like get through that in your head, like how horrible this whole thing that is going to turn was, out. Yeah. Right, yeah. But then but then it becomes like a part of the story. You know what I mean? Like that's, that becomes something that like you, you talk about afterwards and it's like, if it hadn't been for that, um, it wouldn't have been what it was. Yeah. And so, yeah. Remember that time Kevin Keen fell from the rafters of punk and busted his head open <laughs> on the floor because he thought the audience was going to catch it really happened. And it's right. a story yeah. that like people tell, or I saw, um, I don't know what they like cha cha cha. It was like exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The first time I saw them play like, 10 of us were there. It was like Roger Barrett, me, eight other people. I think yeah. it was Roger Barrett, if I remember correctly. It was tiny. And they played on the floor of Clunk, not on the stage. And we just stood around and you're like, well, that's cool. Um, but this thing just happened, right? Yeah. Well, then they opened for Modest Mouse. Yeah. And then. And Clunk was packed. Yeah. Like, people were sitting on like the CD display show. Like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it was packed. And they opened and like you realize it's this like super dancey music Mm -hmm. and clunk turned into this like bizarre, not rave, but like, yeah, everybody was just moving and sweating because it was packed and hot Mm -hmm. and like everybody's dancing and you see this band in like this whole different light. And I love the fact that I had those two very, very different experiences. Yeah. Because one show probably was not super fun for them right like yeah. if they even got paid yeah and then you see this flip side thing and you're like that's got to be a story that that band loves telling yeah them. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and that's and that's probably you know what that's probably what they saw themselves as and what they've you know always tried to to do yeah. you know what i mean whether anybody else watching it or experiencing that knew you yeah. know what i mean yeah that was probably for them for that you know that was like a moment of like you know it's about time everybody got it yeah. you know like yeah that's yeah that's uh, that's one of those things that like always keeps you coming back for more when you, you have know? that show that clicks and it, you know there's multiple of them over the years probably but you have like shows that stand like there's one show that i just it just stands out it wasn't the largest audience it mm-hmm. wasn't it was a venue we played one time but it was so and it was t- it was horrible like start show up nobody's there yeah. we have to start, they tell us we have to start playing <laughs> we played the entire set yeah to literally my mom oh, wow. and i'm just like this is horrible yeah she was so and right. then 
all of a sudden the town comes in yeah and like we're just like i guess we're doing this again and we just started over and did it again and yeah. it's crowd surfing and people going oh, crazy wow. it was just like but you went from like this is horrible yeah and i never want to do this again i think i quit to yeah. like heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know just this crazy like but that show stands out in my head is like if anything brought me back it'd be that night right yeah like that, right. that type of thing right just i don't know that's a Anyway, I guess we could reminisce and think about, or I can reminisce. You're still doing it, which brings me to, ah. what gets you back into playing a band? I mean, you're a dad. You're yeah doing the day job, and I think it's um, I mean, I think it was inevitable. You know what I mean? I think that at at, at one point, um, and it could get. I mean, it could get really deep and, and dark. I guess if if I wanted to, but um, you can go any direction you want. <laughs> uh. You know, some people call it like writer's block. Yeah. And and eventually there were, I don't know, it was just like, like uh, this culmination of like all these events in my life uh, in like 2008 um, and sort of a, a band I was in at the time had kind of everybody kind of went their separate ways and I had a lot of life changes and um, just like hit this point, like this wall where like I couldn't, I couldn't write anymore. There was no, like I didn't feel inspired. Right. Huge lack of inspiration. Like I would pick up the guitar and I just, there was nothing, there was nothing there. And, um, just got like, just super down about it and kind of, you know, realized, well, you know, this is done and, and I'm, you know, I'm done with this. This right. is, you know, sort of my, my lot. And, um, and that's the way it was for like several years, always knowing that like in the back of my mind, like, man, you know, there, there has to be another side of this coin. And, um, fast forward several years now, uh, I don't know. I, I just got, got like the itch again and, um, sort of like really got into music again and decided that I was going to start playing again. And as soon as I started playing again, I started writing again. And as soon right. as I started writing again, I was like, well, I can't stop now. And, um, just by like dumb luck, you know, found some other guys that, that were you know had some of the same influences and um in a way we went do you write everything like music lyrics like is that all you or is it yeah so um uh as far as like the the rhythm and the melody and the lyrics that's definitely me um you know i might have like an idea in my head for you know as as i'm like working through stuff as i'm like working through like like chord progression and stuff and, and I'm getting like the melody and, and some of the lyrics down and stuff. I'll, I'll definitely have like the drums and bass and stuff in my head. Um, keys. I mean, if it's like really simple, I will. Right. Um, but for the most part, like that stuff, I'm, I'm really lucky to have, um, you know, some musicians with me that, that just sort of get me. And, um, especially, uh, our drummer, Jeff, it's, it's great where I can just, if it's just me and him, it's easy to just sort of like play through this and like, you know, I can play through something and sort of like do the chord progression and and sing the melody and, and throw in some lyrics and stuff. And I can say like, here's kind of what I'm thinking for the drums. And he'll, you know, he'll start with that, but then sort of take it from there. Yeah, he starts writing his own. Yeah, and on, yeah, on and, his and, thing. and it, it always ends up being something fantastic. And so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky with that. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky with all the guys, you know, like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, as as far as like the 
the skeleton of the of the music goes. That's me. So that's cool. That's and yeah. it's very like I forget you had me write something, right? And I don't remember exactly how I phrased oh, yeah, it. But yeah. like what I said was this very like it is like it's familiar, yeah. right? Like what you're doing, but like but it's like I start from a familiar place and I'm taken down this like path yeah. that I don't like it's but it still feels new and like I don't know where the end destination is going to be. And there's this kind of like I don't know how I was driving home run one night and I was mm. listening to I forget what it was a Billy Idol song. It may have been White Wedding, but I don't think that was it. Mm. And it was just like this is like it's just there's a mood to it. Right. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And and I think like when I listen to your guys stuff, like there's a there's a mood to it that's right. like it's rock. Yeah. But there's like, I don't want to say not moodiness, but there's like, there's a sometimes almost a sense of foreboding in it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like a little bit like, like there's tension there in the best way. Right. Like, yeah. I, yeah. And I think that you definitely hit, hit the nail on the head. Um, well, it only took me 5,000 words. So eventually I was going <laughs> to paint some picture. <laughs> <laughs> Even a monkey with a typewriter. Right. Yeah. Eventually I got one line of Shakespeare. <laughs> uh, no, I think, yeah. As, as like the one person who's going to hate talking about uh, the music that we make the most. I, I mean, I, I would have to say that like, um, I did put you in the worst spot. I hate it when no, like, and it's what fine. Kind of music is no, it? yeah, uh, no, it's fine. Guitars? I mean, no, you didn't. You didn't <laughs> flat out ask me like, what kind, what would you call your music? So um, like more Nickelback or Creed? Oh like you. <laughs> <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, this is, and out. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So uh, I think that I think that a lot of our stuff is is you know high energy just because of like the nature of it. But um, there's nothing. Um, there's nothing like happy, you know what I mean? Yeah. About, about the music. And, and I think that, that, that comes out. I don't, um, I don't ever lend myself to being a songwriter, uh, who, who writes, um, like real literal stories about, um, anything that's, that's even really remotely possible. Like, I, I don't think that, I don't think that I could ever just write, a love song. You right, know what I mean? Right. I don't think that I could ever write, like sit down and write or even accidentally write um, any sort of like love ballad or anything like that. Right. I just don't have it in me. Right. Like, and that's not to say that like, I don't, um, I don't have those genuine Emotion. emotions. But I've never written a happy song. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I mean, maybe I have as a joke, but like, I don't, uh, there's not, at yeah. best it's like wistful <laughs> you know yeah like, yeah at best know, like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i don't I mean i wouldn't call i wouldn't call anything that we do dark uh it's not by dark, any stretch yeah, it's, not it's dark. just yeah it's just it's it's not it's you know what like and maybe this is terrible and i'm kind of like honey but like uh did you watch the new stand show mm -mm. like sometimes to me it's like the music you would almost hear as randall flag is like walking onto scene right it just yeah. has this like energy to it yeah that has this kind of like like i said there's this tension like yeah like something's going to break in the best way right it's right. like jaws kind of like just that music that doing yeah i think that <clears throat> i think that that for whatever reason our, our songs tend to you know really build yeah and i think that we always you know we always end up in that place and um i don't know i i guess i just i, I tend to write what i like yeah and if if i'm 
halfway through a song and it's just not working for me, like I'll just, you know, I'll abandon it. And, and it tends to be those songs that don't take me to a place of like, I guess I measure, I measure a lot of stuff of like, if I'm, if I'm driving down the road and like my, I feel like at that moment, my life like couldn't get like any better. You know what I mean? Like I'm on top of the world. I want what I think that I, and not that I write music for anyone else. Um, but I, I, I want, you know, from my music, what I want for other people who are listening to it. And I, I want them to be like, you know what this, you know what this moment calls for put in the rumors. Like I got to hear, you know, this song or that song. Or yeah. Like, I want to hear, you know, whatever. And, and that's what I want. Like I, I want music that people, um, like soundtrack the, the best feelings in their life too. You know what I mean? Dude, like just I, driving down the road. I think I said like driving through the desert in the middle yeah. of the night, like yeah, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. soundtrack to that. Like in yeah. like, which, to me, because I was kind of trying to describe this, like it's wide open possibility, but it's also like there's a little bit of danger here, right? Like right. in the best exhilarating way, mm-hmm. how does this go? And it, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was, I was like, and I love road trips and I love driving through the desert right. at night. And I was like, this right. is where I see that music happening. Yeah. There under it, the stars in the dark, open road, all possibilities open. And I mean, several, several people have said that like, this is like, this is driving music. Like, yeah. This is what you want to listen to when you're flying down the it highway, you know? And, and not that it's like driving too fast on a curvy road. It's right. that, yeah, it's, yeah, that. Yeah. it's that tension of like, I'm pushing the limit of the thing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, unintentional, but again, it's like, like I said, like I want to, I want to make something that like I want to listen to. Yeah. Well, and I'm never, <laughs> and I'm never trying to like impress anybody. I'm, I'll, I, I never try to impress anyone you know, with the songs that I write. Um, but, it, but it, it, it is certainly for, um, an occasion, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, and that's not to say we don't like have any songs or I'm not, you know, working on songs or have songs that are, um, that are a little bit more, I don't know, foreboding and, and maybe a little well, bit. Well, you probably have stuff darker. that's a little like more upbeat too. And, I'm listening to this stuff in COVID. So also like the, yeah, the environment is like feeding. Cause I've noticed that too, where sometimes like I'll listen to something I'm like, this is really like sad or, yeah. really, but then like you listen to it through a different lens and you're like, yeah. Oh no, it's got this like, like I listen to the eels. I really love the eels. Mm-hmm. And there's times when I listen to it because like I'm identifying with what he's saying, which right. is generally a little sad. And yeah. there's other times where I'm listening you need to it. He has like the yeah. poppiest melodies in the world. Yeah. And I'm hearing that more, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of depends on like mentally where, but I have to say Mark Oliver Everett just hits the nail on the head for me every yeah. time. Like I yeah. like basically everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, he just does it. Yeah. No, I know but, what you mean. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think that, um, yeah, we've definitely carved out a bit of a, a niche with that. It's uh, what I liked the most was like, cause I, I don't think I'd heard anything from you guys. I'd just run into you a couple times. Mm-hmm. I think like something came across Facebook, you know, and it, and I was in a spot where I was like, yeah, I'm going to go watch a show, right? And it hadn't been mm-hmm. a couple months before COVID. Yeah. And But I didn't, I was walking blind. I really don't think I knew what to expect at all. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, this is identifiable music. Yeah. They're not playing covers. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's, which is <laughs> very important to me. Oh, and like, it, like, 
kind of has a familiarity to it in that sense. Mm-hmm. But like, like this is music I would definitely listen to mm-hmm. and I've never heard it before. Right. And I'm always looking for that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that I am too. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, um, and I don't know, I, there is that, like that, that saying, um, of like, you know, that you've hit like a certain age when this is where I was going to go earlier. Yeah. When yeah. you start to say like, oh my God, like nothing good has come out in the last X amount of years, you know, like nothing, there's been no good music that has come out in the last 10, 15, yeah. 20 years, you know, whatever it is. Right. And you do, you get to that point where you're like, I don't even know what's come out. I don't even know what's come out in the last five or 10 years. That's where kids But what I've play. heard is awful. But it's some completely. of it actually is amazing, right? Like so there is some stuff that's good. Yeah, and that's it. It's like, you, you know, and, and that's what you want. You want that like one or two bands or, or groups or whatever to, to come through and to kind of like break through the noise and say like, oh, wow, like this, see, now this is good. And I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's any coincidence that it probably harkens back to some of the stuff that you were like really in love with in your, you know, early to mid twenties or whatever, which is, you know, what a lot of people think is just the greatest music that ever. So there's a book called, this is your brain on music. Uh-huh. And it was a guy that was a record producer for like Simon and Garfunkel, Stevie Nicks. So like, like okay. the, Eric Clapton, everybody. And yeah. I guess at night studied, brain chemistry or i don't know there you go and he ends up becoming a neurologist apparently oh but he studies the physical effect of music on your body Mm -hmm. and his his argument i don't know the scientific validity of this but he's a scientist i'm not we're Mm -hmm. gonna roll with that um that basically like there's a period of time like we'll say late high school Mm -hmm. that whatever music you are in love with then yeah kind of becomes the template because there's a period of time where like you're listening to everything and you're taking it all in right. and it's informing what you like and you're learning. And then you kind of find this like, well, this is what I really like. And mm-hmm. then after that, if it's too far outside of that channel, yeah. that's the bad stuff, right? Like now, yeah. like you need the comfort in this kind of like repetition, but I think we're also like looking for something new, but it's kind of got to fit in this groove. And right. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and I've found like, I really kind of have to push myself sometimes to listen to something mm-hmm. that's really challenging me. Yeah. Because I, my default state's like, I don't, I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. Like, I really want yeah. like an understandable melody and I really want, you know, like, yeah. So I've had to force myself to like sit and listen with my daughter to some stuff. Cause it's like, this is not what I would normally do. Right. And I, yeah, I, de- I definitely agree. I think that, yeah, that guy's on to something for sure. Um, but I have to say that, I mean, I don't know, there's just so much stuff that's, that's come out. Yeah, in the last 10 years or so, that's just, um, I don't know, it's it's not about, I don't want to say like talent, it just doesn't have that feel to it, you know what I mean? It it feels disingenuine from, from the very get-go, Yeah, um, and it feels overproduced, and it feels like it was um, just sort of produced in a studio from some some producer and some you know but do you think we're sitting at the spot where the only stuff that makes it to us is the stuff that rises highest to the top which is the overproduced money behind it because yeah i discovered yeah, yeah, yeah. one day there's a band called soccer mom or soccer mommy and i was like right. what is this and it's like dirty punk rock girl guitar right, right. like girl playing guitar just that like liz fair right period yeah. of time yep. not produced and i was right. like well that's not making it to me like yeah you know so maybe we're just far enough off 
the path, right? Like, yeah. And yeah, we are. I mean, we're, we're definitely in a time where like, that's what we're getting fed. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, there has to be, there has to be fantastic music out there. I will say 21 pilots did manage to break through and like, whether you like them or not, I think they're absolutely amazing in doing something. Like I like this, like they're kind of genre defying in a lot of ways. And it does feel genuine to me. Like I really, um, I was listening to the, the stressed out song. Have you listened to 21 pilots? No, not much. So he's like, you know, it's this rappy thing happening over like kind of canned beats a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm listening to it. I'm like, nobody talks about this stuff. Like the right. things that you are saying are very, very personal. And like profound. how did this song yeah. make it to where it's super catchy? Yeah. But like nobody's listening. Clearly nobody's listening to what this guy is saying. Right. And so I went on like uh, Amazon music or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And like the next song I found is literally him, this like song about somebody stole his car radio and now he's just stuck with his thoughts. And I was like, no, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, I've got to know. And I just go down this rabbit hole and then they're playing a show at Amp like two months later, bought a ticket as far forward to the front and literally the best live show I've ever seen. Really? Unreal. That's cool. And everything they put out is great and it's ne- like ukulele yeah and like super like can beat kind of thing mm-hmm. or then like all live music and it's never quite the same right and like it's two guys mm-hmm. and it's amazing but like out of the last 10 years that's probably the one thing where i'm like that made it through and and it's good is genuinely right amazing right like but I would suggest checking them out, but it, it's, well, I mean, I don't yeah, want push to push into your, uncom- your, your uncomfortable zone. <laughs> Somebody but, needs to, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm certainly not going to do it. Man, but they were one of those things that like challenged me, but also were like comfortable enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were this weird, like, you know, here, we'll give you a little of what you need. Yeah. But we're going to like slam this other stuff in right. that you were unprepared for. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's pretty, I've seen them twice now. Like mm-hmm. once was amp and once I, my daughter got super into them. And so we went and saw them in like Tulsa or something. It was yeah. a huge show. And, it was like uh, be okay. and it, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, both were incredible. They I, honestly I kind of think the amp show was better cause it was a little bit smaller and a little more yeah. intimate. Yeah. If that can be said, can but yeah. like th- those guys, it's, it's they know nuts. what they're doing. It's just crazy. That's good. Like they have it. Yeah. They really do have it. But anyway, that's a weird side segue to has your songwriting changed over time? Because you played in bands before. Right. Um, or has it been pretty consistent? I'd say the, the feeling behind it has has stayed consistent. Um, I, I guess oddly enough, it it feels now like it's a little bit more uh, raw, like a little bit more stripped down and raw than it was before. Um, and I think that I kind of just like chalk that up to, uh, just kind of getting bored, you know, with, and, and not want to like repeat sort of the same thing over again. Um, I don't think that the overall sort of mood of my music has changed. Right. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's still me. Kind of. Yeah. Um, lyrically are there change like. Have you approached songs? I think the lyrically, I think lyrically it's changed a little bit. I think that it's, it's, it's a little bit more cynical because I, I think that I, I probably am too. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that it's not, not like bitter, but I think that through, um, uh, even, even more, uh, just life experiences, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
you you do a lot of growing and a lot of stupid stuff in your 20s and uh in your 30s you have a really good chunk of time to like look back at that and learn from it and stuff um but it still is what it is and i think that you can still draw from a lot of that yeah which i think i still do you know i, I still um yeah i'm still the same person so i still feel sort of the same way about a lot of you know of my life and so unfortunately or fortunately i guess depending on how you look at it that's where a lot of sort of my inspiration comes from right not on purpose it just it's what comes out it like just, that's yeah, the thing it's, you yeah, Me- yeah but mechanically like it so i'm a songwriter more than a musician right so like, this yeah. is where this is coming from like mechanically for me i know it a period of time is like everything has to rhyme and then it's like right now yeah, i'm gonna yeah. like uh who was it blues travelers like internal rhyming amazing like i'm gonna work that into every song right yeah. and like but as you get for me it was like as time progressed like how do i because I am a lot of times retreading material, I think like emotionally, mm-hmm. like how can I tell this story in a different way that's interesting to me, right? right? Like, um, I guess that's kind of where, like, how do you keep that? Or is this even something that I don't know? Maybe I'm the only, like, you don't think about it. I don't know, but, mm-hmm. or it, it sounds terrible. But like, yeah, I do this podcast. I've done it for three years, but here's a question <laughs> that's falling out of space. No, but like, do you do things to challenge yourself from like the mechanics of like putting together the lyrics on a, on paper? Or is it just like, here's how I feel and I'm writing it. Um, I'd say a bit of both. Uh, it, it depends on how it starts. Um, sometimes mechanically the song will just sort of flow and it'll just be, um, it seems like it always comes from a place of emotion, you know, right off the bat like right when the melody is sort of is sort of uh manifesting itself the emotion is there too and it's like instantly instantly like i know what i'm i know what i'm singing about yeah and you know even for me like lyrically uh it it may not be apparent and that's why i i I don't talk about what my songs are about. Oh, okay. So I've really pushed you in a corner on this one. Well, no, and it's fine. Like, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't for, for two reasons, really like one, because, um, you know, part of it, especially like where I'm coming from, like that's right. Mine. Right. Yeah, that's fair. And, and, and I'm going to keep it that way. But secondly, I feel like you kind of, you screwed up for, uh, whoever's listening to it, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, telling somebody the the end of a movie right before they've watched it. You know, I think that like one of the most rewarding things that I've ever experienced was, uh, being in bands before, or even now is when somebody tells me that like, um, you know what, like a song ended up meaning to them. Right. And you're like, I was having this horrible day and this happened and that happened. And I, obviously this is data. Like I, I put in your CD yeah. and listened to, you know, this song or that song. And it just, it totally, it totally got me through the day or it totally changed my outlook or, um, you know, something like that. Or, I mean, or, or like we were talking about before, like I was driving down the road and it was just like having this like Hollywood moment or whatever, yeah. like the windows down. And I, I popped in your CD and like listened to this song or that song. Like I don't ever want to take that away from anybody. Right. And so it's it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, if somebody were to ask me like, why did you, you know, why did you write the song or what is this song or that song about? Um, yeah. Uh, 
I'll just leave that up to whoever is listening to it, you yeah. know, because um, you're the Christopher Nolan of songwriters. We're just going to have our own interpretive ending yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't yeah. like Christopher Nolan? No, I do. Whole like new conversation. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, the the subject matter or, or, or like, you know, and how that comes out lyrically, it comes from a straight place of, of emotion or, or recollection. Right. Usually of something happening. Right. Um, you know, and as we touched on before, it's, it's usually not, um, probably not like a well-adjusted place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so well, is how you're adjusting. That's how you like. Yeah. Right? So, I, or not, I mean, or, or, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> how just it's just really like, living in this space for way too long. It's, it's just stayed there and it's not ever going to change and it's never going to get any better. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, there's, there's definitely a, a lot of, you know, stuff that I think. I and, and certainly everybody has gone through where it's just like it's it's always going to be that way in your past and it's always right. going to be stuck that way uh in your mind and so I don't know I probably draw more than I should from from that kind of stuff when I'm writing songs but I mean honestly it'll start from there and then I'll 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 find a way to um get to where I'm trying to get to um by making it as as i don't know as not as easy but as um musically pleasing as i can you know what i mean right right and and yeah that does that comes from from rhyming and that comes from um catchy melodies catchy melodies baseline doing yeah doing as as best as you can right but um yeah, I, I wouldn't say that like I ever really challenge myself. I think that the challenge itself just comes from, you know, me working out a song and making it to where I like it. Right. Where you actually want to listen to yeah, it. Like, yeah. The thing that you're like, I can't like I did we went in the studio last year just because I had an idea and I was like, I haven't been in a studio in a while, like let's put this down. And yeah. getting to that point where it was like, I just wanted to press play, like 20 times in a row you know yeah. <laughs> like i'm really like because that's the feeling you're looking for right yeah. it's like i want that thing that i want to hear right yeah like, yeah and and it, until it's exactly how i feel the way that it is inside or like i hear it in my head it's like nobody else is going to hear it you yeah. know what i mean like that's it's just not it's not finished until i say it's finished and right and at that point um you know once it's either recorded or it's um two degree uh performed live you know, once, once it gets to that point, it's not really my song anymore. Right. It's, it belongs to whoever's listening to it. Do you know when it's finished? Cause a lot of people like sit there and like, just kind of write, like rework yeah. and rework and rework. Um, I would say for us at this point, nothing is, is finished. Okay. Until we, until we, you know, actually put the time into recording like a, a full length album and, and it's absolutely done and, and mastered and right. finished like, that's when it'll be finished. Got it. Um, you guys I mean, just put out a single too. Yeah, we just yeah we just had another single. Which is great. Uh, thanks. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really glad just, that happened. <laughs> we, did, we just did "Watch Me Walking Away" uh, earlier this week, and um, it's crazy because we've got and we've got easily like two albums worth. We've easily got like two dozen songs. Um, Ooh, you're gonna start with the double album. <sighs> We should. You could do like, like a daytime, like a, nighttime type yeah. thing, and I guess really 
Smashing Pumpkins did that, but I was just gonna say, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, we could totally do like a a melancholy, which is a great double album. I really liked that album. That, yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely my top ten albums of all time for sure. I haven't thought about it in a long time, but it may be like on the on the you know lower bit of the ever revolving top ten list that I have of, of albums. But it's, I mean, it definitely defines a big like era i'm assuming we're close to the same age right like so yeah. it like very much is this defining moment at that time that we're saying is critical in yeah. your music palette mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. yeah for sure i mean i was i mean yeah i was still a teenager when that came out so um yeah for sure yeah i don't think and i don't think anybody could get it that was one that broke through too like everybody knew a song yeah everybody knew a song at least one every song. kid in school had a melancholy like yeah tour shirt right mm-hmm. like or whatever. yeah yeah, like, yeah i didn't get to go but apparently everybody else went to the everybody show had a zero shirt i don't think i knew who they were until after that show happened I, yeah i was very very late yeah to music like just i didn't listen i didn't like what how, how late were you to music? i probably didn't really my first band started when i was 14 Mm-hmm. probably around like 15 i discovered what i would then later say became the palette right like mm-hmm. uh so um offspring and score mm-hmm. like score a lot of like lookout records bands were oh, like okay. kind of my like um i really chick magnet by mxpx was the yeah. song that was like well i like this but this other stuff's kind of noisy and loud and i can't tell what's happening this is different than my billy joel cd yeah you know, like I, that was what i listened to i'm not yeah, even yeah, kidding yeah. like simon and garfunkel billy joel and then i discover like punk yeah or pop punk yeah and i was like what is happening and i think i could do this yeah right <laughs> like, yeah and so it's probably play 15, these three 16, chords right now yeah, yeah for sure actually i couldn't it took a long time to learn to play an instrument yeah. i was very slow to that but uh so i felt like i was kind of coming to it late like all my friends already had like taste and an idea of what they liked and um you know i, I didn't discover offspring until they probably had three records two right. at least two records yeah. out you know and, yeah um, so I just always felt like I was slightly behind the curve and I was mm-hmm. learning it w- way late. It felt yeah. like maybe I wasn't, but it, yeah. it did seem like it. And I had a very different, even still, like I'm a big Chris Christopherson and like, mm-hmm. um, Bruce Springsteen and yeah. like Elton John. Like I really like that singer songwriter because that's what my dad listened to. Right. right. Like Beach Boys was as rock and roll as it got. And yeah. I love them, you know, yeah. like, um, but then I, I ran into punk like face first and i was yeah. just like this is the most incredible thing yeah ever like yeah and and i think too is like you know especially at that age you you run into like a, a scene that is you know kind of surrounds like a certain sort of like music genre or whatever mm-hmm. and you know you find yourself wanting to be like a part of that and i mean and, and everyone does i mean that's a part of yeah. growing up and you know whether it's something that like in like you instantly identify with because it like speaks to like your soul and it's, it's saying everything at your 15 years on this earth that like, you've always been trying to say, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's just like, it's, it's, you know, it's you and, uh, or you find yourself, um, liking your, liking like some sort of, uh, genre of music or whatever, because, uh, some girl that you, <laughs> are obsessing over is like like is like that's what she's autobiographical into. in any way like <laughs> i don't is it daniel i think it, i think it is to anybody that's listening right now i think that i uh, <laughs> i was i was at a church camp when i was um really young i, I mean i had to have been was it the one in Salem springs with the tree going no in the middle this, with the <laughs> this was no this was very far away from here this is up in iowa and um anyway i, th- I think that like 
uh, yeah, so I was at this church camp, and uh, this girl who was like in uh, the worship band, who she was also um, one of like the the head pastors or whatever who was doing this camp. It was like it was his daughter, uh, and she taught me how to. And I instantly had this huge crush on her because she was cute and played guitar and um, just like the the coolest girl ever. And I for I don't I don't remember what how it happened, but we wound up uh, hanging out, and she taught me how to play uh, "Blister in the Sun" by Violent Femmes. Nice. That was the first song I ever learned how to play yeah. at church camp. Also makes her the coolest person on the planet. Probably, by the way, yeah, as well. Yeah. Where is she? <laughs> where, where indeed? She's probably she's probably at that she's probably at that church camp. She's probably leading the worship. only person that stuck it out. But yeah, yeah that's a uh... so yeah. But I mean, you know, you you find yourself like thinking that somebody else is cool and so you you know get into something and or or yeah it's just sort of like organic and, and speaks to you and yeah i, I don't know um we're, i don't know i don't what, what started us on this road uh we were oh what music like oh we double album melancholy oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there it is there yeah, it see, is that's why there's no there set it questions it's just like where I'm, glad, we going? I'm glad somebody's paying attention <laughs> i'm generally pretty good at backtracking but so yeah no but we've got we've got so much stuff and and it's it sucks. Like, I, I honestly think that like, as we continue to do stuff, like it just keeps getting better. And so I, I hate that, like, you know, what we're putting out is kind of like to us, it's our older stuff, but right. granted, I mean, there's still everybody who's listening to it. It's the first time they've ever heard it. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. the same thing with like any band or whatever is by the time you hear them, they've played that song. 5,000 freaking times and they're sick of it and they hate it. But also, I don't know, it's it sort of like, I don't know, it, once once you play it live and even, you know, even at Backspace, uh, I'll never forget that, you know, it was it was like our, our first show, like yeah. as the rumors. And it was the first time that anyone in that room was hearing anything that we have ever done. And there was a guy in the front who... By the time I got to sing in the chorus on one of our songs called Nobody But You, by the time I got to sing in the chorus the second time through, I remember looking at him and he was singing along with it and so into it and like so just like really feeling it. And I don't care how many times you've played a song like when you're when you're performing something that like you've written and you're putting everything into it and you're in that room. And you look out and you see somebody who's like singing along with yeah. it. Like it, it's just as good as like the first time that you ever played that song. You know yeah. what I mean? And you, and you like put your guitar down or you sat back from your piano or, or whatever it is. And you thought, my God, like I've just, I've really created something here. Yeah. And it, wait till they hear touches this. that high. No. And that's, like, it, yeah, I mean, that, or that's the high, both highs, right? A song that you know is good, but yeah. also, that moment that you look down and somebody's singing back your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Like yeah. that's that that's what makes everything worth it. Like all the hard work and all of like the the anguish, you know, and and uh, the the moments of like despair and, and self doubt and wondering how you're gonna finish this song. Um, you know, yeah. Going back to that, like the mechanics of it. You know, you it becomes a challenge when it's like you've you've started down this road. You know, like how how the hell am I gonna finish this? And not from a standpoint of like, like a puzzle you're trying to put together, but more of like, um, 
a painting and, and you're, and you're trying to maybe not make it as realistic as your as, as it is, as you know, if, if you're painting something obviously like that you're looking at, like you're not trying to make it look as realistic. Starry Night by Van Gogh. <clears throat> yeah. Not, night, yeah. But it doesn't look like the Starry Night I look at. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know that when Van Gogh is painting that, like at I some hope that point. I Van Gogh. Starry oh, Night is that Van Gogh? Well, it is now. <laughs> we'll fix this in post. Um, Picasso. <laughs> oh, crap. Is it? It's Van Gogh. No, it has to be Van Gogh. Pretty, yeah. Oh, you got me second guessing Pretty myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you know that at some point, like, he, he only had, like, four or five swirly stars on there. And he was like, this just isn't enough, is it? Like, I think I need to put some more swirly stars in here. You know what I mean? It's like, you get to that point where it's like, I just... I, I I need to perfect this and I need right. to I need to like it's it's gotta be worth it. Um that's like the challenging part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is is like living up to sort of like my own expectations. And I think that maybe my own expectations are sort of like um I don't know, out of body sometimes. Like right. I'm I'm sort of approaching something like not as a listener, like not as like, I need to satisfy somebody else, but like, I need to satisfy that music fan in myself. Right. Right. I need to satisfy like the bar that I'm, that I'm measuring myself to. Right. Like I may never be as good as like who I think the greatest songwriters in the world are. But like, if, if the people that like I know and respect and the people that I value, like their opinions, like if they think it's good, then I've, then I've accomplished something. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's what matters that's to me. That's the mark you're trying to hit. Yeah. When, so I'm assuming stuff goes in the drawer, right? Like yeah. this just isn't working. Does, does stuff ever come back out of the drawer for you or once it's there, it's there? No, it comes back out. I think that, um, you know, sometimes you just get like a, just like a half-assed idea or whatever. And it yeah. just, it just, you know, it, it sounds, you know, absolutely brilliant in your head. And you get halfway through it and then, you know, life happens or you end up having to finish another song or, or whatever reason. And it ends up just sitting in the drawer, you know, for months. And then you're messing around one day and, and you just sort of stumble across it again. And, and, you know, whether you do or you don't have time to finish it or yeah. work on it more. But yeah, I mean, stuff, stuff goes in, but stuff comes back out. I mean, my, mine tend to be like, well, there's that. I don't know what goes with this. Right. It's just yeah. this island of a thing. Yeah. And it, like, there's a chord progression I have. I just like played it one day. I was like, I, this is a, like, I really like this. Yeah. No idea. What I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Like at all. What and that's, and that's one of the great parts about, you know, being in a band is like, there's been a few times where I'm like, so I know we were going to work on this batch of songs, but like, I've had this thing sort of like rattling around for yeah. a few weeks now. And I just want to like play it for you guys. And, uh, more times than not, like I'll get through it and they're like, let's work on that. Like yeah, screw yeah. everything else. We're like, and that, that's where like, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, seeing what, uh, the other guys in the band will come up with, you know, and it ends up turning into something that like, sometimes it ends up turning into like exactly what you thought in your head. Right. And, and like, even like a little bit better, but sometimes it turns into something like you had no idea that it was going to go in that direction. And not so much that it's like, you know, musically, like it, it's some other place, but like, um, it just takes on like a different feeling. Yep. 
And, and sometimes like you, you felt it when you were writing it, like this is going to be mega, you know what I mean? Like I can hear not just like musically, like this is going to have horns and synthesizers and there's probably going to be like some cellos in there. It's just, it's going to be massive. But like you feel that it's, it's a big song. Like it's, you know what I mean? Right. Right. And, and then somebody else gets a hold of it and you are right. Yeah. It, it is massive. It sounds like the beginning of the universe, but not exactly in the way that you thought it was going to. You know what I mean? And so I like that's upstairs. That's when yeah. that's when it's fun. Like that's when yeah, like sometimes songs are just like beginning to end like it it just hits me and it's like, "Yep, like this is good. Like this is here and and here it is." And yeah, the song is great. But sometimes yeah, I mean you work on it halfway through and and it takes those other people it takes that collaboration to make it what it is and we've got you know several songs like that to yeah. where um i'm really pleased with how they turned out and way better in a different direction than what i had ever anticipated and that's you know that's one of the fun things about being it's kind of cool when you like reveal some cuz i think a lot of songwriting yeah. is like <clears throat> building a thing but sometimes you just like almost uncover yeah. Right. Like you have those songs that sometimes yeah. just fall out. Like yeah. just, they're fully formed almost somehow. And that's rare. Yeah. And I think but, that, yeah, I think there's a lot of things like that in life. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like it was just always there and you just kind of had to find it. Yeah. It's like, it was something that you knew of, like something that you felt in your bones, like from the beginning of time and you sort of stumble across it and you knew it was there the whole time. And it's like that rewarding feeling that you get. You're like, man, I knew it. I knew you were there. And you're so much better than I thought you were going to be. Can't wait to show you to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. It's going to be so great. <laughs> For a little while, I ran into get the problem bag. of I had written the best song right. I was ever going to write. Oh, and I was yeah. like, uh-oh. Where do like, I go from What here? do I do now? Yeah. Also, you're a minute and 70, se or 70 seconds. You're a minute like 45 seconds long or something. Like It's not yeah. even like a full song practically. <laughs> and this is the best thing I'm ever going to do. Eventually, I think I moved past that, but like there was a solid like year and a half where I was like, "Well, that was it." Like, I yeah. don't, like I guess I'm done. <laughs> I, peaked, I, I peaked at that minute and forty five yeah, seconds. It's really unfortunate, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's so I still love it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm always fascinated by you know we had uh, the handshake saints in yeah um I don't know a few months ago October or something and it like look there's a part of me that question that always sits there of like. I kind of want to get back on stage, but I don't. Right. What drives these guys to get back on stage? Right. Because it's like, it's hard. It's a yeah. lot of work and it's yep. practice and it's yep. time and it's yeah. effort and it's putting yourself out there right. pretty naked, right? Like, yeah. and, the, and the, it's nerve wracking mm -hmm. ultimately. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely a mix. You know I mean? It's yeah. And you know, like you said, it is, it's, it's a lot of hard work. And I think that, um, you know, obviously when you're young and you're like just jumping into like, Hey, I, I Probably like listening is. to this kind of music and <laughs> yeah. you like listening to this kind of music and we sort of know how to play these instruments. Like let's get together and, you know, hash out these songs or whatever. Like you don't really realize the seriousness of, you know, what it is that when you, if you actually want to pull off a good performance, like what that actually takes. Yeah. Do you think you appreciate it now more? I feel like I would appreciate what appreciate like playing live shows more now than you did. Like 
in the yeah gym. for sure um i think that you know back in my early 20s i think that i sort of took everything for granted right and it was just sort of this this fun thing of getting up in front of your friends and showing them how great of a songwriter you were and um what was one of the bands uh mosaic was a band i was in okay i think um, i actually remember that name i uh, hope not i hope i hope you weren't in any of those shows <laughs> uh uh but now um it's the same vulnerability it's the same you know like you're putting something out there that you've created but i feel like for whatever reason um I try to be in the moment now more yeah. so than, than I did in the past. Who all was in Mosaic? Oh boy. There was a guy named Eli okay. Roberts. Okay. Um, a guy named John Cross. Okay. A guy named Marshall. Oh my gosh. I can't remember his last name. It's, it's already not the band I was thinking okay. it could have been, but so yeah. Uh, I was just curious. It was very, it was very, it was very sort of Coldplay, Travis-ish, you know, soft rock, thank you very much, music. I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe that. It was good. It was fun at the time. I I mean, I've I've listened to it uh, begrudgingly a few times, like since then. And, uh, I can't, I can't quite get through it. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't listen to it. Like, like it was, it was, I mean, I don't know. It's, it was fine. It's, I have those, like, you'll go back and listen to old stuff and you're like, Ugh. but every yeah. once in a while I go back and I'm like, well, it wasn't terrible. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's actually pretty good. Like there was, enough there were, the bones of the thing were here. Like, yeah. had we known what we were doing better, yeah. like taking more time, yeah. like this could have maybe done, um, you know. And we had our moments yeah. for sure, but there's definitely stuff where I'm like, please Back then, don't listen to those lyrics or that. I don't think I was ever in a band in my teens, like in high school or, you know, shortly after, like in my twenties where I, like we weren't trying to be somebody else. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We weren't, I, I think that we were trying to carve out like our own thing, but never got to that point. Whereas like now, um, you know, we definitely are our own thing. And um, it's it's fun to talk to people and hear them say, yeah, like I can kind of hear this or I can kind of hear that, but... But it's not it's any... not It's not... It's not like anything. And I don't know. It's just I rock like and roll. It is... I hope so. Genuinely rock and roll. I hope right? so. Like, yeah. Like... And I certainly think that there's a lack of that. One hundred. There's a lack of it getting to me, right? Yeah. Like, I think that there's just a lack of it in general. I, I there's a serious lack of just straight out like rock and roll, like raw, like real rock and roll music. Biffy Clyro. I feel like I've told you about Biffy Clyro, but Mm-mm. go listen to Biffy Clyro. I don't think we've had that discussion. Uh, Foo Fighters with better lyrics and musically more accomplished. And I love the Foo Fighters. I yeah, really love yeah. the Foo Fighters. I saw Biffy Clyro open for them and I was like, that <laughs> I want, could be I want good. more of them. Yeah. And I bought the album and probably listened to it over a hundred times in a row. Not even kidding. Like okay. beginning to end. And it turns out they're like the largest band in the world or one of them. When they put a record out, it's automatically number one. What? Yeah. And they've headlined the reading festival for like 
I don't even like over a decade. They've sold no, out Wembley really Stadium feel... like seven or eight times, and what? nobody in the U.S. knows who. Like, I've seen them play here twice. One was in the Bottom Lounge in Chicago with like two hundred people. Yeah. People were flying in from London to see this band because they'd never seen them in anything that wasn't a stadium. And then I cannot believe I haven't heard of them. They're amazing. All right, well, absolutely amazing, and they are rock and roll through and through. Yeah, I love them. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> genuinely looking forward to that See, i gave you something yes <laughs> this has been fun daniel thanks yeah, all right i'm See heading ya. home uh, yeah well that being said i mean we're actually like probably close to time mm. so when are, you guys have a show coming up uh and i know i missed one that happened recently it was like you, we were just at george's um marchish or something right or was it was april that? it was march no what is this i feel like it was march it was march yes it was march it was march 20th we were at george's okay uh, yeah, and then yeah, that I mean that was our f- that's our first one out of COVID. Uh, yeah, we played then, Smoke and Barrel Tavern back in when was that April of 2020? Weathered the storm, yeah, and then had a show in March. Anything then, coming up? Or? Yeah, so let's see, June 5th, uh, we're gonna be at Nomads Trailside. I'll still be in town. And then in July, we'll be at Kingfish. And then we don't win. It may or may not. <laughs> and then we've got some other, I think we've got some other stuff too coming up cool. in the fall. Um, so I'll definitely be there in June. I'll remember. Yeah. You should. And I like I think, I've seen one show there that I enjoyed. It's gonna be, mean, I've seen one show and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different of a show. I think we're, we're approaching this one like a little bit differently, just slightly. I think we're kind of. More fog machines and strobe lights and stuff. Yeah, uh, fire. choreographed uh, dancing and unitards. Uh, no, not this time. We, we, we're sort of going with. Like Was a that just a backspace s- moment? Sergeant I don't understand. Pepper, <laughs> sort of. Uh, I'm gonna start a rumor that the rumors played in unitards at yeah, backspace. If you weren't there, then first show. Do you even know like, who the rumors you know, are? I mean, there were what 50, 75 people at the backspace show. Easily you like one twenty-five. Oh, that's probably yeah. I, you know I was in the front row, so I couldn't. Well, see Well, I had a there. counter at the front. I had like a clicker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we've got some stuff coming up this, this summer and we're, I don't know, we've got like a weird approach to it. Well, maybe not weird. It is thought out somewhat. Um, we don't want to like oversaturate the area. I think that there's certainly a number of, of groups or acts around us that have the mindset that they have to play as much as humanly possible. Right. And we don't adhere to that at all. Right. I, you know, we don't want to be just sort of lost in the noise. We don't, we don't think as a group that, um, you have to like shove your music and content into people's faces 24 hours a day right? to sort of make it regionally. Right. That's not, that's not what we're after anyway. Right. Um, I know that there's definitely that, that sort of ethos out there well there's no rule book right so everybody's kind of like <clears throat> there isn't but i feel like this day and age that like people think that there is this sort of like rule book of you know especially when it comes to like social media and and releasing things like you've got to release a new signal or s- <laughs> single which will be a signal which will the- be <laughs> a spotlight in the sky if you're not if you don't have a signal um but if, if you're not releasing a single and a video 
and this huge social media campaign uh, on a regular basis, then you're not working hard enough and you right. don't actually want success and you will not be successful um, to whatever extent it is that you... However you're measuring that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we don't, I mean, we don't have like that sort of goal. Like that is, I, I don't like the word goal. Like it's, I think that we're just sort of like on this quest of, of becoming a really great band that people really enjoy listening to like that's it right there's no goal in mind of like selling x number of you know albums or headlining this festival or that festival um it is it's 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 a it's a journey you know what i mean right and, and we don't have anything in mind so yeah we don't want to like overdo it i i, I guess because I, I see a lot of stuff out there that like i really don't like and it just sort of like rubs me the wrong way right and i know yeah. that they have the mindset and they have this belief that like if they're not putting out so much stuff a week, then they're failing somehow. Right. Um, and that's not art. You know what right. I mean? Like that's not that's not creativity. Like you want to be the, a potent flavor that I really remember, but I don't want to have that every day because it becomes kind of like blase, right? Like right. Well, I've yeah. had that. Now what's the new flavor? But yeah. if you do this thing like every once in a while, it's like, man, I really like, I really love this. Right. I can't wait for that thing to come back around. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to be, we don't want to be that band where it's like, oh man, I've seen them like three times. I know exactly what I'm getting myself into. You right, know what I mean? When right. I go listen, like, yeah, it's good. And if I don't really have anything else better to do, then I guess we'll go see the rumors because they're playing for the fifth time this month right. in Fayetteville. Well, and I think to that point, if it becomes too often, it's like, well, I'll catch them next time. Right. right. But if you're only playing a show a month or, or yeah. maybe every two months, well, right. and I'm out of town for one of them, like, man, I really want to see them play. I guess I'm going to like put all my effort on making sure I get there. Yeah. Right. Because I don't have yeah. the option next Thursday or Friday. Right. Or, right. right. To, yeah, to right. catch this again. I'll right? catch them at that, you know, coffee shop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Next week. That's, you know, 10 minutes away. I don't think it's a bad approach. I really don't because I, I do think you can create a situation where like you've, you almost treat yourself as a commodity and not right. something yeah. really special and like something I should be chasing down. Right. Like, and honestly, it gives us time, I think, to really sort of like hone our craft and, and it right. gives us that flexibility to work in new material and take out stuff as we see fit. Right. We don't have to play like the exact same set week in and week out because we don't have time to work in new material. Right. Like it's really important to us to, to really work in like new stuff. How much full band rehearsal time actually occurs weekly? Or like practice time or whatever. Um, it's definitely a few hours a week, like full band rehearsal. We, I mean, so like we, one we practice a, night or like two. I this would, is my own self-serving question of like, if I were to do this, how often do I need? To I mean, uh, for us, it's it's it's. I mean, definitely one one like one one for solid sure. evening per week. Yeah, yeah, which is um, still a huge commitment for a lot of people. Like, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, you're looking at like maybe two and a half, three hours or something like that. A right. week of full band rehearsal. Right. The rest of the time it's kind of up up to us to, you know, make sure where we are where we need to be for like the next one. If we have a show coming up, you know, we'll tend to um like double up that week or yeah, something. Yeah, kind of double it up just just to make sure we're tight. But uh at this point where we are now, um, you know, we've got a show coming up in June a couple 5th weeks. Yeah. In a couple weeks. Thank you. <laughs> and um you know, we've been kind of doubling up on practice a little bit to get ready, but you know, we're really tight. Like we, yeah. we feel 
fantastic about it. I'm super excited about seeing the show. I'm glad I'm not leaving it. This is Saturday, right? Yeah, it's, it's on a Saturday, Saturday yeah. And no man's. I'll definitely. Have and to like go. I said, like it's going to be a little bit different. Like I, I, we're taking out like a few of our sort of like bigger, more emotional songs, and uh-huh. I think that we're just kind of really wanting to have fun with this one, yeah. And like just really keep the energy like high from the very beginning, and right. Continually just go through with that. That's awesome. It's gonna be fun. I'm really looking. How forward long is to the it. set? Like hour and a half? No, it's like 45 minutes. Oh wow! So it's like. Come in, nail it. Yeah. Great experience. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. See you next time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I I like a good 45 minute hour. I think set. that like, like just shy of an hour. Is, yeah. I think, yeah. I think one hour is like max. Yeah. For, I was never the, you know, I, I have friends that, and they like, I think it's a different thing, but like the two hour break in the middle. Cause you know, like, but to me, those are different shows, yeah. like casino shows, right. Or like yeah. that kind of thing. Um, playing covers and stuff like that yeah you know like to me that kind of like i think it's that punk rock ethos in me right like right i'm gonna hit the stage hard for 40 to 50 minutes i'm gonna give it my all because also all our songs are two minutes long so we can we don't have 700 of them yeah yeah like if i was gonna go see like you two they want that to be two hours damn well better play for two hours maybe five like right like not just because of what i paid for the ticket right but they had better play all of my favorite songs. Well, they also have 30 plus. Yeah. And years yeah, that, that's a different thing. And that's right? the thing is that like, you know, we can play for two hours. You don't want to hear two hours of songs that you like, you've never heard before. I genuinely hope that you like every single one of them. If you right. don't, I don't really care, but right. man, like, you know, you can't just sit there for two hours and listen to one band. That that's actually never a heard good before. call. Two hours of discovery. Yeah. It might be hard. It's a bit much. Right. That's a, I've never thought about it that way. So like when you're learning some, like learning something 40 yeah. or 50 minutes gives me a good, like Biffy Clyro, they played 45 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. instead of their normal, probably three hours Ugh. and like, but I didn't know anything. So it was just enough to be like, what is this thing? Yeah, and let's this is learn the greatest more. Thing ever, yeah. Three hours of it. It might've been like, I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah, know what's happening. Yeah, cause like, discovering stuff really at your care, own, you know, like at your own leisure is, you know, that's, that's rewarding in and of itself. Now I want to have a whole conversation about like the length of like, what's the proper length to like tease the idea of something? Because if you don't have those sing-along songs or the cover and you're right, Right. they supplement with covers to like carry some of that weight in between. That's interesting. I've never thought, and we never played covers. So our sets were always like, you know, I I think we did two covers the entire time we were banned, right? I think, yeah, I think that we've only done one and um, we didn't even really want to do that. My whole thought the entire time we're covering something was like, well, now they'll know that we're not that good because this is us covering that song. Right. If it's original, we're like, right. it meant to be this way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, all my songs are slightly off key. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> None of them flow quite as yeah. well as this one, but you notice yeah, that chord verse, it. like, or the verse and uh, chorus never really quite like seem to go together. <laughs> well, this is our thing. Like, here's a song with a bridge. Yeah. Well, a whole different, I couldn't figure out how to get a bridge in a song for years. I was like, yeah. let's just verse, chorus, verse, verse, chorus, the thing. Verse, verse again and end on Done. the chorus. Like, yeah. And, yeah. Or whatever, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. So let's do this. So I'm going to start a sentence and you finish it with whatever comes to mind. Okay. I wish I could. Start over when I was younger. Oh. Yeah. With everything. There's a lot of story to unpack there. There, No. Yeah, there really is. I was sitting at a table like a couple days ago and it's kind of this like, 
we're going to talk about literature and people are going to play music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And somebody brought up the, like, um, the six, six word short story contest. If you're familiar with this. Mm-hmm. So like, it's been around for a long time and I guess, um, it was a challenge amongst some authors and Hemingway wrote this story, uh, baby shoes for sale, uh, never worn. Right. Yeah. It's like really poignant little, yeah. but then we're like spending the rest of the night trying to tell stories like, um, accidental sword fight with a stranger <laughs> like, you know, just like like how that may not be six words but we got there right yeah like, right but you're like trying to like like can you tell me yesterday in a six word story right that like it's kind of a fun challenge but uh yeah the uh start all over again that like, sounds like a fantastic game that, to like, play i know right like yeah um but yeah when you're like i wish i could do it all over again it's like well that's a six word story right yeah like, like get it down to that because yeah. like what like for uh, somebody that same night, like said this line, like um, if I could be in two places at once, I'd be with you twice. Oh. And I was just like, God, that That's is really good such stuff. this like, I wish I was that writer. Yeah. Like, how do people get to this? That's really, <laughs> like, that's really good. It's really amazing. Did he say that to somebody? Like, it, or did No, they... it was like, it was a line in a poem and it starts with this, like okay. it makes a reference to a time traveler at the very beginning. And then like, kind of like goes through this thing. And then towards the end, it was like, if I could be in two places at once, I would be with you twice. And I was just like, that's good. "Mm, Yeah. Whoa. Like that's that's one of those quotes. I hope I remember forever, you know, like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, I don't know. It lends itself to that. I think that like anybody and everybody wishes that they could not that, I mean, I don't know, not that I'm somebody who, you know, lives in the past by any means I'm, I'm definitely happy um with with life and the way that things uh have turned out but it's it's always like if if you could you know learn from your mistakes if i could do that still now go back what i know today yeah exactly like that, like, yeah like, yeah yeah that whole bit yeah look what i did is produced by aaron dotson and daniel quinn sound designed by daniel quinn our digital director is heather Kelly.